It's Izzy. Wherever you're listening from, whatever your situation, and whatever brought you here, I'm so, so grateful that you've invested your time in listening to positive content. I truly hope you gain some valuable insights from the episode. Hello and welcome back, friends. Today, we're going to have a little chat. I have no set of notes, no elaborate idea as to how this is going to go. We're simply going to have a little chat. Because ultimately, that's what I have learnt that I enjoy about this podcast. Feeling like I am talking to a friend because some of you have told me that listening to me makes it feel like you're talking to a friend. And that's how it feels when I listen to other people on podcasts. So the topic, the theme for today is about taking a step back in order to take a step forward. We as humans are obsessed with progress. Now, on the whole, the sense of progress, you know, it might take the form of, I want a promotion at work. But for the most people, it probably takes more of the form of wanting more in terms of stuff. So the newest iPhone, we want more. We, you'd never think, right, well, I've just got the iPhone 13 and I've had that for two years. Now I'm going to go back to the iPhone 9. Was that even a thing? I can't remember. But taking a step back is something that we don't often do. People don't really talk about. And partially maybe is discouraged, but more so just isn't really talked about. And actually, I feel that if you're in a place in your life that you aren't too happy with, something might have to change. And in order for something to change, it might mean that you have to seemingly take a step back in order to, longer term, take a step forward. We're so focused on short-term gain that we forget about, okay, well, what's the long-term impact? What if I could have a long-term gain but short-term loss? So there is a man named Alex Hormozzi who is huge in the business world. He He's incredible. My partner, Jordan, who I would definitely describe as an entrepreneur, um, introduced me to him. So for, for context, I am not what I would call an entrepreneur at all. Uh, being in the line of work that I do and what I found that I'm quite good at, I need to be self-employed to do it. And to be self-employed and to do well or to have a business and do well, you you need to kind of be business-minded. And that's not something I have, but I still have to own the business and run the business and things like that. So this guy is fascinating to me, <laughs> this Alex Hormozzi guy. And you should definitely check him out. He is somebody that doesn't ramble like me, (laughs) that doesn't use complicated words. He puts things so crazily simplistically that you actually understand everything he's saying. And I don't know if there are many people that do that and you're used to hearing them, but it's so refreshing to listen to somebody talk who just speaks so simply And like, it sounds really cringy, but you know what all the kids say these days where they say, oh, like, he's spitting facts. Like, he actually spits facts. Like, just, he's not projectile vomiting facts, which, you know, ramble and like takes an hour, you know, maybe more like Stephen Bartlett vibes. Uh, Stephen Bartlett's great, by the way, but 
not as concise or as clear or as, yeah, at all compared to Alex Hormozzi. But Alex Hormozzi spits and every single spit is a fact. Um, So... (laughs) This is not a podcast episode about Alex Hormozzi by any means. But essentially, he has a company called Acquisition.com. And I, I I don't know a huge amount about it, so I might be wrong in saying this, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. This Acquisition.com is essentially, if a business is earning over 100, sorry, over a million a year in revenue or whatever, um, then he, then they could reach out to him and pay them to help the business grow by like 10x and then what will happen is acquisition.com will get a percentage of that growth so it's basically like if you pay us this you only pay us if we get you the results which is like a win-win from both sides and often when he's working with these businesses they will tell him exactly what he what they do how their business runs and what he'll say is something like I mean, it definitely won't be anything like this because he'll say it way better than than I do. But he might tell them to completely cut off half of their business because ultimately, if they were more niche or more specific, they would get that they would get way more leads, way more deals, or whatever. And so, what he tells them is, for the next year, you will probably see like a fifty percent loss in your profits and everything, whatever. But in two years' time, once you've done all that work to cut that bit out and build up this one area, you'll see a 10x. And they do. And they're very successful. But people earning a million a year, he tells them, you've got to take a step back before you can take a step forwards. It's what I did when I quit my job. I went from earning, well, it was my first job out of uni, so I was earning 24 grand a year. And then I quit my job and just focused on being able to to earn a grand a month. Or I mean, my goal was two grand a month, which is what I would have got from working that full-time job. But the minimum, I wanted to earn a grand so that I could pay off all my bills and maybe have a little bit left over. And so from a financial standpoint, that was me taking a step back. But I knew that if I kept on working on my own business of help of helping people feel better more of the time whether that's through workshops through retreats through whatever then eventually I would be earning more than I was in my full-time job now that was never what it was all about but if I weighed out the pros and the cons of both those things I knew that by allowing myself to do something that matched up with my strengths and also my values and also what I enjoyed, I would gain way more in the long term doing this thing, even if it required a bit more extra stress in the short term. So I massively took a step back in order to take a huge step forwards. And today, (laughs) today I... (laughs) looked at my tax. I submitted my tax return a couple of days ago and it takes a couple of days to go through um, before they tell you how much you owe. And I checked it like yesterday and it said, oh, you've got no tax to pay. And I was like, well, hey, I don't really understand the system, but maybe I paid it all off last year. Because for those of you who aren't self-employed, you have to pay what you did last year, but then you also have to pay a sum for the year ahead which just for me to me sounds it's just bonkers I don't I don't understand it but I guess it's so that you they make sure that you're paying part of your tax and for their their cash flow I don't know so I went and had a look and 
The other thing that's confusing with tax is that it's for the previous year. And so it's December. And yet this this tax return is talking talking about April and previously. So what April... It's not December now. What am I on? It's January? It's January. Right. Yeah. Well, look, I'm having about six hours of retreat application calls at the minute and I just went up to Scotland yesterday. So... There's a lot going on. It's very busy. My head is all over the place. I'm having really intense dreams every single night at the minute. It's really bizarre. So not only is my day quite exhausting and full on, so are my nights. Is this happening to anybody else or is it just me? I did Google it and it did say it can be related to if you've got like lots going on and maybe there's a bit of underlying stress. And I wouldn't say I'm stressed, but it probably makes sense. The more you've got on, the more active your brain's going to be even when you're sleeping. Back to the point, I looked at the amount I owed for tax and it was a huge amount. Now, April and before, I hadn't done any retreats. April was pretty much when I started thinking about running retreats. And so what life looks like now and my financial graph looks so different to what that previous year was and actually I was doing really well with coaching and I had a lot of talks in schools and all of that over the last last tax year and so I'd earned quite a bit and so I had quite a bit of tax to pay whereas at the minute all of my income is in retreats which happen at just occasional times in the year and so there's not this constant income coming in and so as I say the graph looks very different to how it looked the year before and so from a financial perspective it kind of probably looks like I've taken a step back but ultimately with where everything's going I'm taking a step forwards so have a think about the goals that you set out for this year and what are maybe some of the barriers or the compromises that you're going to have to make in order to achieve these goals. Maybe they're like long-term five-year plan goals, or maybe they're this year. Probably the bigger the goal is, the more of a step back you're going to have to make because you're going to have to make time in your schedule. If I want to have more retreats, I'm going to have to have more calls with the retreat applicants. If I'm having more calls with retreat applicants, I have less time to see family and friends. That is a step back that I have to make. The reason we went up to Scotland the other day was to see a flat. Now, Scotland is very kind to the bank account. Properties up there are so much cheaper than they are in the UK. This is Izzy from the future. I'm listening to this back and I just heard myself say UK and I couldn't let that slide. Properties in Scotland are so much cheaper than in England. But aside from that, I love Scotland and ultimately would love to build or rent, uh, build or renovate a house in Scotland in the future. And I would love my mum to come and join me. She's been through a hell of a lot over the last 25 plus years. Not because I was born, I hear some of you thinking, but due to many other things. And my ultimate dream, aside from building and reno- or renovating a house, is to give her an amazing quality of life and have her near me so I can treat her and give her the life that she deserves. But she still lives in the UK. And so if I was to move up to Scotland now to start scousing out the area, I would technically be taking a step back because I would be moving further away from her, but for a longer term goal of 
ultimately being closer to her. She lives two hours away at the minute. And so it's still quite tricky to see her. But if I want her to join me in Scotland, then one of us has got to move there. And that means taking a step back to take a step forward in the future. I remember feeling when I had lost my previous relationship that I was taking a step back. I really thought that the person I was in the relationship with was going to be the person that I married and had kids with and had the happily ever after with. And so when all that crumbled, I really felt like I had been booted 500 miles south. I felt so far away from the dream that previously felt so close, but really in hindsight, that was a step back in order to take a step forward when I actually found the person who it was right to be with. So whether you've been made redundant, whether you've quit your own job, whether you have broken up with or been broken up with, whether you have being robbed or whatever the worst thing is that's happened to you lately. Maybe your friend, right? I've got a friend who I've known for, I've known her since I was eight and I'm 25, so you do the math. I've known her for so long and we were having monthly calls. She lives so far away from me that every single month we would chat on the phone. It was really nice. It's the type we're the type of friendship that you could go probably a year and it wouldn't be weird and you'd just chat and everything would be great. And then all of a sudden, nothing. We were meant to have a call and I checked in before the call to see if she was if, if it was still happening and she was still good with the time and I didn't hear anything. And then I messaged her to rearrange and I didn't hear anything. And then I messaged her to check that everything was okay with her. And I didn't hear anything. And it's probably been about four months. And whilst that was weird, and it still is very, very strange, I have no idea if she's okay or what, although she does watch my Instagram stories every day. I don't know what's going on with the girl. But whilst it feels like, ah, I maybe have lost a nearly 20-year friendship, maybe this is a step back to find something even better, to find a friendship that's more reliable, to find a friendship that I connect with so much better. So whatever step back you feel like you're going through at the minute, maybe it is just, it's like, do you know um, what are they called? Um, slingshots, right? Or what are they called? You know, when you like put something in it and then you like pull it back and then you fire it. Um, and it hits something. You've got to pull that back in order for it to slam forwards with so much force, right? Like, just sorry, a, a way better example is a bow and arrow. <laughs> if you were to just hold an arrow on the string, I'm sure there's an official word for it, but we're going to call it string, and just let go, literally nothing would happen. It, the, the bow would fall to the ground. But if you were to put the bow in the string slot thing... <laughs> This is Izzy from the future again. I know now, listening, that when I say bow, I really mean arrow. Just go with it. You know what I mean. And pull it back. And then to let go, it would zoom forwards with so much force. And sometimes that is exactly what, what is happening. I'm a firm believer in 
When everything feels like it's crumbling around you, it's usually the universe, the world, God, or just literally life getting rid of everything that is no longer serving you to make space for the stuff that is. So when I lived in London, I was working for my landlady, but and that's why I got an amazing deal on a studio flat that I would never have been able to afford in London otherwise. And I lived there for just over a year. And then she, it got to the point where she became far too toxic. She had a lot of baggage, a lot of um, limiting beliefs, and she could just see red and she would blame everything in her way. And it was horrible if you were in that line. And I was literally the flat above her. So she was always there. And so it got to a point when I just could, where I just couldn't live there anymore. At that same time, not long earlier, maybe like three months earlier, uh, a relationship and a friendship that I'd had at the time had, I'd had to sort of say goodbye to that because our values were just, had just gone so different ways. And then as well at that time, my dad had just told me that he was getting a divorce from my stepmom. And so my whole belief in I would find my knight in shining armour and, you know, the love of my life, this is finding my my person had kind of been my long term, like my life goal, really. I don't know why I'm just a hopeless romantic and I always just wanted to find my person. And so with all this stuff going on, I was having to move out of London. My dad, one relationship that I thought I could count on. I hadn't seen many positive relationships in my life and that was the one I thought was strong. Wasn't. My own friendship and my own relationship had recently ended and so everything felt like it was crumbling apart. But because I knew what I'm telling you, I knew deep to my core that sometimes when everything crumbles around us, it's crumbling to build back stronger. I kept my head up. And literally, after moving back, I had to move back in with my mum. I was just going to stay there a month or two until Christmas had gone by and then move into, uh, find another flat to move into. During that period of time, I was invited onto BBC Radio Leicester. I had, like, my TikTok kind of blew up a bit. I met Jordan, my current partner. We've now been together over two years. And he literally is my person uh, to the ground, 100%. Everything that I ever dreamed of, he is it. And who knows what could happen? You can never know exactly what's going to happen. But as far as I'm aware at this current per- current time, he is 100% my person. And so none of this stuff would happen, would have happened. Jordan lived in Leicestershire. And if I'd stayed in London... Maybe it would have happened, but it would have just been so difficult and very expensive for us to meet up and to make that happen. If I'd have still been with that previous person who definitely was not my person and was definitely not right for me, then it wouldn't have happened. If I hadn't have kind of completely given up on the idea of finding my person because of hearing my dad splitting up with his partner, I'd have probably put too much pressure on mine and Jordan's relationship at the, be- at the beginning. Whereas at that point, I kind of had just released all expectation, all pressure, all resistance towards finding somebody because I just didn't think it was possible anymore. If I'd been hanging out with all of the people that I'd known in London, then maybe I wouldn't have posted the TikTok that eventually landed in the hands of BBC Radio Leicester. So all of these things had to happen 
to propel my life so much further forward. And the same thing. When I moved out after a couple of months of living living back home with my mum and my sister, I moved into a place in rugby. And whilst I absolutely loved it, after four months of being there, I really didn't feel great. The town itself just... It, something didn't sit right with me. And so I decided to move. Now, this move was pivotal because that four months in rugby had allowed me and Jordan to really create some strong foundations for our relationship to the point that when I told him I was wanting to move out of rugby and I didn't know where I was going to go, but I'd want to stay near him because obviously I was invested in our relationship, we actually ended up moving in together. And so all of these micro step backs, moving to rugby, then finding out that it was actually a place that I really did not feel good in was a step back because I'd gone from living in London where I absolutely loved it. So every single time we take a step back to take a step forwards, look at Elon Musk. Elon Musk is one of the most successful people in the world, if not the most successful. I don't don't know the stats. But the amount of step backs he's had to take, the amount of knockbacks he's had, the amount of rockets that have exploded, but they all propelled him forwards and have made him stronger. So whether it is that something knocks you back and it impacts your confidence and then you're able to build it. Like, for instance, sorry, so many examples. There's a girl who came on uh, my last retreat And the reason she was coming on the retreat was that she'd been in a relationship for nine years, basically her whole adult life, and that had recently ended. And not only was she heartbroken, but she had no idea how to be an adult by herself. And so she came on the retreat. And obviously, your nine-year relationship ending feels like a huge step back. Everything that you've ever planned for, imagined, is kind of out the window, except she came along to the retreat. She had such a transformation that she went home and literally yesterday she has she shared that she has started her very own podcast called, uh, well, maybe, I'm sure she is absolutely fine with me sharing this, um, called Beck's Solo Adventures. Before the retreat, she was never able to even step away from a group of friends to have a moment alone, let alone travel to a different country by herself. And so she went to the retreat, she tried it, she knew she was desperate for change, she was desperate to feel better. And she's left and she's been on like at least two trips by herself to Scotland, to a concert by herself, two huge trips. She's just booked a trip to, oh, my memory, my memory fails me. It's a different country for sure. I don't, I I can't remember which country it is. And her friends have been asking to come with her and she said no because she wants that time by herself. And she's absolutely loving life. She's got a new job. She's starting her own crafts business. She's happier than she's ever been in her entire life. But that all started from a setback, from a step back. So whatever shit has happened in your life, realise that maybe you're headed somewhere way better than where you were before. And the phrase that I always come back to is this or something better. If I've already experienced this, 
then it means I can do it again because I've already done it once so I can do it again. But what if there was something better? Because that's the only option. I'm going to be where I am or I'm going to have something better. So I remind myself, do you know what, Izzy? You could go out and you could go and get a full-time job working in university well-being or doing some kind of full-time job that does embrace some of my strengths but isn't as, as, in, as embracing of those strengths as working for myself would be. But I could do that at any time. And that wouldn't be a step back. It would just be where I was before. But obviously I'm not going to do that. But it's realising wherever you are is where you're meant to be. And even if you haven't been able to see that yet, allow yourself to see that now. And if you are in quite a good place, but you know that there's a goal that you have, a place that you want to get to, that's going to involve some sacrifice then make that sacrifice today and do not be hard on yourself when you see yourself step back a bit. It's like, say you are a business and you get a email marketing person on board, you hire a new employee and someone to take over the email marketing, you may well end up losing a lot of subscribers to your email list. Because up until that point, you weren't really sending any emails. So you lose 100, 200, 500 people who were previously subscribed to your email list, but you gain 50 new customers over the span of that year. It feels in the short term like a step back, but in the long term, gosh, are you gaining? So here's to sacrificing the short term in the pursuit of a much shinier, much more fulfilling longer term. Are you with me? I hope so. I hope so. And I hope that this has kind of made sense. I'm wandering around my uh, my living room, pacing back and forwards, speaking passionately into my phone microphone. So if you enjoyed this, please do not forget to give it a five-star review, a rating of your choice, or if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do give it a written review. And please share this. Share this with anybody who is currently experiencing some kind of setback, some kind of like, maybe they've just been made redundant and they are utterly hopeless. Maybe they've recently gone through a breakup. Send this to them. Just a little motivation And it could be the very thing that gets them back on their feet. So all that is left to say is, I appreciate you.